welcome to the latest edition of the MindCut Conversation, a dialogue with opinion leaders, scientists, and um, individuals who have made major contributions to the health and well-being of people, uh, the environment, and the planet. Today, I had the pleasure to talk to Arthur Mullen, who is the Director of Product and Nutrition at Navitas Organic. So this is a little bit different from the conversations that I've had in, in the past. Um, I have to disclose in the beginning that I have no financial interests whatsoever in Navitas, but I've become a fan of this company after I first noticed their products in our small local market, um, and since then have really investigated more uh, the, the background and um, uh, Arthur, you know, has volunteered to sort of tell me more about these, this, this, this background and their and their products. So, welcome to the show, Arthur. Thank you very much, Emron. I'm I'm honored to be on your show and and honored that uh, you are interested in what I might have to say. So, thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, when I so, so I mentioned this, you know, I saw I saw your your, your products. I think I first saw the Camu uh, Camu package, which I'd never seen or heard that word before, and that intrigued me, and I bought it. And then I realized uh, there's a whole series of other products. And then I, I went to the website and uh, Navitas Organics, and saw your mission statement, which says we are committed to creating um, a healthier world through regenerative organic farming and plant-focused lifestyles. Mm -hmm. So that made me even more interested in learning more about this company because I mean these these values sort of resonate very much with what I believe in. So maybe we can start this conversation with asking you if you could say a few words about Navitas, um, how old is the company and how did it get started? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first off I should say is um, our our previous name was Navitas Naturals. And uh, Zach Edelman, who is our, our, our current CEO, founded the company in 2003 as Navitas Naturals. And uh, the first product that Zach Edelman sourced and brought to um, the States was maca powder, which is from the uh, Peruvian Andes. It sourced it like 14,000 feet above sea level, has a fascinating story in terms of how that plant survives, as well as um, what it does in the body as an adaptogen. Um, and so um, Zach was naturally interested in these types of products. And when he went down to Peru to explore that one in particular further, um, it really kind of kickstarted things for Navitas Naturals at that time. So we initially sold uh, maca powder and evolved to sell cacao powder from there, which was also sourced from the Peruvian rainforest. Um, and I, I should say that, you know, sometimes I like to say it's like the Edelmans, when they started this company, the reasons that they were interested in these foods and bringing them back to the States was kind of um, for reasons before they were cool, if, if that makes any sense, is they always sourced organic. They always seeked out um small co-ops of farmers using traditional farming practices. Um, they were always looking for the highest quality product that really had a positive impact both 
you know, where they came from, as well as bringing them back to the people that would purchase them in the market here. Um, and, and now, of course, there's so many companies that are telling that story, and which is great. Um, but that has been their core focus since the beginning. They've been a, a purpose-driven company since day one. Um, and so since that time, we've evolved to offer over 20 different products, um, ranging from uh, single-ingredient superfoods, like you mentioned, the camu camu powder, acai powder, goji berries, et cetera, um, and then all the way down to more innovative foods and uh, value-add foods where there's multiple ingredients and you know, snack right out of the bag type of foods using these various foods from around the world. It's really a fascinating story. I mean, this whole idea of uh, purpose-driven companies that um, started this when not everybody else is trying to, to imitate it and, and also you know, got some certifications that we, we can come back to in, in, in a minute that I think distinguishes yeah. you. Um, mm -hmm. So I was going to ask you, with, with all the, um, you know, if you go to the internet uh, and look for superfoods or for, um, the, you know, you find like a large number of, of, of companies that offer this, what, yeah. what distinguishes, besides the things that you already said, what, what distinguishes Navitas from those other companies? Yeah, it's a good question, especially now that there are so many direct competitors of us out there offering very similar products. Um, you know, when we originally started, we were one of the only companies in the U.S. offering some of these exotic, alluring foods. Um, and, you know, what continues to separate us today is quality. Um, th that's for sure. Uh, that's something that is like a, a cornerstone for our company in terms of um, the highest quality consistent product that we can find and sourcing those products responsibly, which I've talked a little bit about. Um, but when I say quality, you know, it includes um, both the, the way that the product is cultivated um, and responsibly and regeneratively or organically at the very least. Um, and then, you know, bringing that product in and testing it ourselves using third party analysis to both test the product for nutritional value and content, but also testing that product for environmental contaminants, for pesticides, for glyphosate, for heavy metals. Um, so we, we really pride ourselves on the, the quality piece um, and it's allowed us to remain a leader in the superfood category because the internet and the market these days, um, you know, it's, it's confusing and conflicting for consumers to um, to feel like they're making a good choice um, and, and putting their money into something that's both good for them and um, and for the the planet. Um, so, you know, we again we pride ourselves on being recognized as a company that maintains that quality and um, sources the best products we can. We also like to think that we're innovative and um, we can. Uh, create products that make it easy for people to consume, you know, our foods in a snackable form. Um, and then we're big on recipes and we can talk a little bit more about this. I'll try not to go on a tangent, but one of our big beliefs is that you should incorporate these foods into your lifestyle in a, in a positive way that ties into things you're already doing to easy, sustainable um, kind of behaviors. And that includes recipes like 
cooking with them, making smoothies with them, enjoying them with your kids, um, and, and finding so many different ways to utilize them. So we hope we support our consumers um, and differentiate in a way that we make our foods accessible to your average person um, who's trying to incorporate you know, a, a healthy food into their life. So one thing I was really impressed by, because I've been involved in this as well with a couple of other companies who got B Corp certification, mm. um, that has really impressed me that, that you have this. Um, mm. And um, do, you, do you think that the consumer really knows much about that? Um, so whenever I ask somebody, you know, do you know what B Corp certification is? I haven't met many people uh, that would say yes, they do. So maybe you can say something about that. What, 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 what difference yeah. that makes? Yeah, absolutely. I, I tend to agree. And, and after being at trade shows where, I mean, people are actually focused in our industry and see that uh, certification all of the time, don't really have a good understanding of what that means. They, I think that B Corp has a, a positive halo around it, which is great that people perceive it as something that is good. Um, but what it really means is that that certification and that audit, right, is your company is being reviewed and certified by a, an outside agency, um, is it's holding you accountable to be responsible to people and to be responsible to the planet. In addition to being maybe a for-profit company and, and generating revenue, is that they are essentially um, the the certifiers of a multiple bottom line, right? So that everything that you do is it's using your company as a vehicle and as a resource to make a difference, a positive difference with the people that you work with all the way from farmers, sourcing and consumers and employees, um, as well as the planet um, in terms of how the product is sourced, including carbon offsetting, including, um, initiatives and programs within the company at the local level that you're doing to try and again uh, use your company to to uh, facilitate positive change. What, what are your uh, criteria for um, item selection? I mean obviously you have a pretty exotic, literally exotic selection of, of, of products with names that most people have never heard before. Yeah. Um, so every time I mention one of those names, people say, what is this? I've never heard this before. Um, what's, what's your strategy of item selection? Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost is we don't, we don't seek anything that's not organic and that's, that's certified, you know, USDA organic. Um, and you know, that has, all sorts of criteria, you know, that go into it in terms of the, the farming and um, how the products are treated or cultivated, et cetera. Um, so I think that that's probably the, the most, um, the baseline, right? Um, beyond that, you know, we, we actually have a credo that we, you know, follow uh, internally. And, and I, I participate in product development and to a certain extent, you know, sourcing of the products. Um, and, you know, our credo has been revised and better articulated over the years, although, again, the roots go all the way back to 2003. Um, and we call them the five fours. And what we're looking for is making sure that we're 
making a positive impact on the planet and organic right off the bat does that um, in terms of soil and uh, carbon sequestering, et cetera, um, that we're looking out for the farmers. Um, so we're making sure that they're protected. That includes things like fair trade, making sure that they're getting paid a fair wage, infusing money into local economies, putting it back into farming programs, farmer education programs, et cetera. Um, and the next four is for the future. And so we're trying to think long-term for the people that we work with. There are definitely companies out there that spot buy their ingredients wherever it's cheapest and most readily available. They'll bring it in, put it in a bag, and put it in the market. Is we're we're committed to long-term relationships with the people that we're working with, and we try and think long-term within that relationship in terms of um, creating programs and infusing dollars uh, into um, positive long-term outcomes. Um, see if I can stay on track with our five fours. Uh, the fourth four is for you, and that is the consumer. Um, and that's where our third party analysis comes in. We test our products like crazy. Um, we don't take anything, you know, that, that doesn't qualify our, you know, rigid, strict standards for quality um, and make sure that we can stand behind what we're putting in the bag. Um, and then there's, the fifth four, which is for us. And it's not so much related with this product selection uh, question that you asked, but just to come full circle on the, the credo is that uh, the Edelman's and the Vitas Organics very much infuse resources and care very much about the employees. And so that's employee wellness. And uh, again, kind of cultivating a sense of meaningfulness and purpose uh, within the organization, um, which we hope you know, permeates beyond the walls. Well, these days, not so much the walls of the office space. Um, but yeah, that's hopefully answers your question. Um, yeah, no, I think that was um, so something that, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've just finished my, my second book. And as a scientist, I'm pretty rigorous in terms of, you know, health claims or wellness claims. And I've also been involved with several companies mentioned earlier who sell different products and you know have run into difficulties with with some what was perceived as a health claim so uh -huh. <clears throat> obviously with the products that you make i mean they have a lot of attractions other than the health claim you know so even if it didn't have a big health claim uh, you know they 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 taste interesting they um but how much of that health claim do you think of, of a of, of a real Health or maybe better wellness claim. Uh, how much evidence is there currently to to make such a claim? That's a good question, um, and that's that's something that I deal with regularly within the company, um, both on the consumer side and consumer expectations, either developed by us or by the internet or whichever kind of media head they follow that's making claims about products that we might sell, um, and then and then also on the other side of the spectrum, which is the FDA and approved health claims for packaging and how you can talk about your products. Um, and, you know, over the years, we've definitely tightened up a bit, you know, on our claims. I would say 15 years ago, the packaging in our niche of the industry definitely looks different than it does today in terms of the kind of romance and uh, 
ancient wisdom claims that are on there, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which are fascinating in terms of how our foods have been used by cultures around the world for centuries medicinally. And again, it's a different topic, um, but consumers have a hard time, I think, separating you know the that romance and the 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 ancient history with um, real modern day clinically trialed type of you know claims that you can or can't make about your product. Um, Navitas Organics makes claims that are based on the nutrition facts label. That's pretty much where we've landed, you know, on our packaging, um, and that is basically following the FDA regulatory guidelines is you're not supposed to be making claims about anything that doesn't appear in your nutrition facts label. And the extent that you can make those claims is this product contains a high level of vitamin C. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, this, this question is a, like a, is a, um, like a, a pressure point for me or something, because I often feel like I'm, um, I'm helping marketing the products on the marketing side with Navitas and I'm talking to consumers and also trying to keep us in compliance with the FDA. And it often feels like you're fighting a fight with a hand tied behind your back because consumers want to know, well, what does vitamin C do for me? Mm -hmm. And is it going to support my immunity? Is it going to make my skin healthier? I want to, I want to hear mm -hmm. all the things that I heard from the internet. Um, and those are dangerous claims to be making as a food company. So um, to answer part of your question is we try not to make any claims that are not approved for food via the FDA. Um, and Navitas really um, prides ourselves as a company on selling food. So we use nutrition facts panels on the back of the bag. This is another one of those things that I don't know the consumer would ever even pick up on the difference between a supplement facts panel or a nutrition facts panel, but there's a huge difference between the two in terms of how those two categories are monitored and regulated by the FDA. Um, when you're talking about food, you can't talk about anything that that food does for you other than provide you calories and values of nutrients. When you're talking about a supplement, first of all, you can have a disclaimer on there that says these statements are not reviewed by the FDA or, you know, mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, but of course, they make all sorts of claims, some supported by legitimate studies, some not. Um, and so, although sometimes we would love to make those kinds of claims because we're certain that would sell more product for us, um, number one, it's not regulatory compliant. And number two, we're not going to do that to our customers because, like I said before, our whole thing is love these foods, incorporate these foods into your diet enjoy their beautiful colors, enjoy the stories and the areas that they come from around the world um, and, and the nutrients that they provide, but do it in a way that's um, sustainable and joyful. And don't, don't take your, you know, camu powder at a half a teaspoon, you know, at 8 a.m. and a half a teaspoon at 8 p.m. and expect there to be uh, mm -hmm. you know, like a clinical outcome. Um, the whole idea is, um, to incorporate the foods into your diet, uh, both as a preventative measure, um, but, and you can use them medicinally and, you know, counter certain things that are going on for you. But um, in order to really reap the benefit of the food, this is more theoretical than anything, um, is do it with a sense of openness and um, 
you know, uh, joy, certainly don't do it under stressful conditions and mm -hmm. uh, demand so much from the foods that you're setting yourself up to not reap the results that you hope for that you heard about on the internet. Long winded answer, but that's um, no, I love I mean, I love the answer. <laughs> I, I think it's really, I, I mean, I wish everybody who, who promotes anything related to health and wellness would have to would be able to give an answer like this. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer, you know, with the, the mind gut connection that the, 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 the mental component of food is a very important one. So particularly if you realize that this, this food that you're consuming is doing good things around the world where it comes from and people are working on it. And uh, mm. so, so this whole, you know, one health concept that's not just for your own health and wellness, but it also benefits a lot of other aspects on the, on the, on the planet. I think that's just a really, uh, and, and I'm convinced that, and there's some studies that this mindset actually has a health promoting uh, effect. You know, it's like, People like to call it to do away with it, with calling it the placebo response, but it's a very powerful aspect of our mind that it can influence, you know, the immune system. And um, if you believe or if you subscribe to stories and the context in which you consume this food, social mm -hmm. context is another one. Uh, so there's many, you know, it's so wellness to me is much more than popping a pill with supplements in it. It's it's the whole story, really. Yeah, you know, if I could add one piece to what you're saying, really, is, um, you know, we do get a lot of calls from consumers asking about the efficacy of the foods and, and whether or not they're meeting their expectations. Um, and it's the, the way I typically think about it. And again, we're not nutritionists, right? When people call us, we can't give out individual advice to people on how they should be doing anything. For the most part, we can talk about our foods. But um, I do often kind of fall back on this idea that, you know, if you're consuming a, a, a smoothie that you made with Navitas Organics products and you're hoping for a specific outcome or, or feeling um, after consuming it, is if you're consuming that smoothie in a space that you can, again, appreciate the color of it or think, wow, this acai berry is from Brazil and comes from these beautiful palm trees that are you know, harvested with canoes, et cetera, and, and actually go there for a second, right? Um, and compared to being in a stressful environment, fight or flight, your digestive system is probably all tensed up and not in a receptive place. Um, that's kind of what I mean by if you want to reap the benefits that the foods have to offer, then try and bring your your into a place that it can actually receive the nutrients or the phytonutrients or, or whatever it is. You know, uh, again, they've been used for centuries for so many reasons, and we're not completely sure how they do the things that they do quite yet. Um, but for sure, if, if there's something to be offered by those foods, um, it needs to be done in a non-stressful state. So, mm -hmm. yeah. In a in a mindful state, I think that's what this yeah. word you yeah. know really is, is uh, exactly. Um, yeah, so we so we talked as, you know about these what some people would would consider soft arguments in favor of the food, but I mean as a scientist particularly interested in in these molecules called polyphenols that um, that that these products that you market um, and quite a few other so-called superfoods are full of and. In general, people talk about those as antioxidants, but 
as, um, as we're beginning to realize the antioxidant effect is something you see mainly in a test tube on cells, but when you consume these foods, they don't really act as antioxidants. They go down to your gut microbes and the microbes turn them into health promoting smaller molecules that can be absorbed there. So this is fascinating science emerging now that I think will give this, this whole field, um, you know, a whole different dimension, a, a scientific dimension, very difficult to study because you have thousands of these molecules in the plants and then breaking down into even more of these smaller molecules, smaller metabolites. Um, so as I mentioned to you before, I, I kind of like to be in this role on the one side, the scientist who is excited about the emerging science, which will take another 10, 20 years before we uh, understand that. Um, and on the other hand, really enjoying the, these, um, these other arguments that you made, um, just, just the idea, you know, I mean, I've spent some time during college time in, with tribal, um, in, in tribal villages on the Orinoco River, and I've seen how the locals consume these foods, the berries and the leaves from, from plants. So that, that has always fascinated me. So whenever I consume a product like this, it brings back these, these memories. But I sort of like to be in this position on the one side, knowing the science is extremely exciting. We don't have the answers yet, but there's so much coming out now that um, you know it's, it's really just a matter of time until we understand why they're um, good for you for your well-being and maybe longevity and um, maybe resilience and resistance uh, and on the other hand really enjoying the other dimensions of it so that's the way you know as a scientist that I look at these 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 products yeah that is that is fascinating and I'll, I'll definitely be uh, attuned to the release of your second book so I can catch up on some of what you're talking about. Um, that is fascinating. And, and for somebody like myself, who's really interested in the cutting edge science and the new stuff that's coming out um, with a lot of unanswered questions, right, is usually one thing leads to 10 more questions. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is, you know, to your point about how many years it might take for the science to kind of get there is, I would remind consumers also that it's probably another 10 to 20 years after that for the FDA to catch up with where that science <laughs> is. And a good example of that is, you know, when it comes to claims again, is our foods have some fascinating polyphenols, antioxidants, whichever kind of category we want to put them in. Um, but the FDA currently only, rec you know, um, recognizes vitamin A, E, and C as antioxidants. If you talk about flavanols, flavonoids, flavones, ketochins, uh, anything, it's all, none of it's recognized by the FDA. So you really can't talk about them. You can't, you know, it's, again, it's that hand tied behind your back when you're trying to talk to an audience that loves that kind of information. And the foods do contain a lot of those, you know, health promoting polyphenols. But um, anyway, wanted to mention that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I sort of, um, you know, was, was reminded, I mean, there was a time where the USDA created a whole database of, um, 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 you know, many of these antioxidants, and yeah. it was, um, and it was taken down because the, these claims could not be substantiated in human yeah. studies. They were all based yeah. on, on cell um, studies, on cancer cells, and all kinds of things. And so th that's been a major setback for this field. I mean, I wish... Yeah. This had been approached differently. So, um, but yeah, as I say, I mean, this is, in my opinion, a matter of time. Um, and 
critical minds. Um, I've I've interacted with some expert in 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 Italy who's a polyphenol expert and actually working on a on a on a research grant with him on this topic. Um, and so whenever I tell him, you know, you could you you could have become rich if you had jumped um, onto the supplement uh, bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And made all these claims about uh, your 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 research findings, mm-hmm. and he said, "No, I mean the reason I'm a scientist is because um, I I just can't do that. You know, I I know yeah. there will be some major <laughs> there will be some major impacts, um, but we're not quite there yet. You know. So, yeah. one one last quick question: if you if you stick with this polyphenol topic, there's obviously many other foods like most berries." <clears throat> Either Nordic berries or blueberries and raspberries, and blackberries, um, have a high concentration of multiple polyphenols. It's uh, this mix. It's not just one flavonoid. It's like, you know, each each berry has its own kind of combinatorial mixture. Um, so some of these local berries, obviously, a lot would be a lot cheaper. You go to the market and buy organic blueberries. What would you say? So unless you're an aficionado of exotic latin american products which mm-hmm. i happen to be but <laughs> why mm-hmm. why would a consumer spend a lot more money on on navidas products than just eating blueberries valid question you know i for one uh, um i would never say that only the exotic you know you don't have to go to Brazil and climb a, a palm tree, you know, to get a super berry. There's certainly a lot of domestic foods that are fantastic and absolutely qualify as superfoods. And we definitely use some of them in our products. We do use, it's most often in a powdered form or a dried berry form because we sell shelf-stable products. Um, but for the most part, most of the foods, you know, going back to the camu camu berry that you had mentioned at the uh, beginning of our conversation, is that is a berry that grows on a shrub in the Amazon that has 700% of your vitamin C in a teaspoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to find that in an orange, which in the States is like, the, oh, it's flu season, make sure you drink your orange juice or whatnot. And mm-hmm. um, is you know we're talking 10 times the amount of vitamin c that you might find so there are some superfoods you know that we offer that are out there that are just contenders when it comes to um the amount of nutrients per caloric intake right where that ratio is so high that it really elevates their status to a superfood and um they're either at the, the top of that list or or close to it um then there's there's others that maybe don't have a really high nutritional value, like the vitamin C example, like the maca. Going back to the first product that we our flagship product um, is that's that's an adaptogenic product. There's not many true adaptogenic plants in the world. These are plants that legitimately balance your endocrine system and help your body adapt to perceived and real stress, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. I mean that's um, um, that's uh, like amazing. So again, is you have a kind of a different category of why that one might be a superfood, and all of our foods kind of fall into different categories in that way. Um, I would never dissuade somebody from consuming local berries, domestic fruits and vegetables, 
Um, we really are supportive of a plant-focused diet and understanding that if you fill your plate with mostly plants, you're going to be better off um, mm -hmm. overall. Um, our foods come into play, again, uh, because some of them are the best of the best in their class uh, when it comes to uh, value. Um, and then others do something unique that no other foods in the world are known to do in terms of their alkaloid content or polyphenol content, et cetera. Um, and other ones are, I mean, honestly, if I put golden berries on a salad, it's just different. It's got a super strong tart flavor. It's a good conversation starter, you know, <laughs> for people who aren't familiar with them. Um, it's just a, also a nice way to spice up your diet with uh, foods that you can feel really good about and that are exotic, you know, and for that very purpose um, are fun, you know, to incorporate into, into your diet in different ways. Okay, that was a that was a great answer. Um, I, I think we've come to the end of, uh, of of our allotted time. This has been a real pleasure. I have to say, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people. I mean, this has been particularly enjoyable. Um, talk to somebody who is so close to the wavelength that you know that I've been operating on. That um, and just to see that you know this translates into a commercial success story is really a wonderful uh, thing to see that so thanks thanks a lot arthur for your time to, to be I appreciate the show. maybe that, thank you maybe in the future we can you know we can do another edition of it so i'd love to yeah thank you very much i appreciate it okay take care, All right, take care. <laughs> bye, -bye. <laughs>